Welcome, Odafest listeners. I'm Jay, and today we are joined by no other than Nancy <gasps> and Angelo. There are no others here. The penultimate episode of season eight. We're finishing up our spring 2023 reviews and launching our final episode next week with our hot takes on summer 2023 anime before our regularly scheduled break. They are going to be at least 30 degrees Celsius takes. <laughs> you're going at to least. walk into those takes and you're going to be, oh, that's kind of toasty. Do I need to wear sunblock? It's a little, like a, little it's spicy. A hum- it's humid in here. Oh, my God. Humid and spicy. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god, that was a breathy take right there. Mm. That anime is sweaty. Yep. That anime thick, boy. But, <laughs> hey, we can we can talk about this past season that just happened. We can, because that's what we're here to do. There's... They were okay. <laughs> just to start us off. We were like, is this the banger? <laughs> TLDR, it's okay, because back in the preview episode, we went, oh no, have we found the single season that was full of all the bangers? And, uh, I mean, there were a lot of bangers. We didn't choose a single bad anime. Yeah, we didn't choose a bad anime. The worst case is forgettable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which isn't bad, to be fair. Overall, I would say... The last, the the choices that we made were a solid, like, six minimum across the board. Hell yeah. We had no X-arms. No X-arms allowed. No, No, um, what was that one? Cestus? Cestus. Do you remember Cestus? God, Cestus. (laughs) That was like the the Greek, uh... It was the Roman Colosseum one. Yeah. 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 Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's uh let's start off our review, our single episode. So much depth that we cover per series review. Um, first one that came up is Kimiwa Hokago Insomnia, also known as like Insomnia After School, I believe, is the English. That sounds about right. I believe that. Yeah. It was solidly okay. <laughs> it was very cute. It was wholesome. Yeah. Having that said, I I couldn't see myself continuing it. Not gonna lie. No. I I actually already picked up a different romance anime this uh, this season, so I I only have room for one. I really only have room for one romance. He only has room for one Toki in his Doki Doki. <laughs> exactly. Angelo has a plate that he the, he fills every season, and there's only room on it for one romance anime. Exactly. I understand. It's like it's like when you're trying to uh, get a nice, well balanced dinner, and you see your starch of the day. You'd be like, okay, I could get the garlic bread, or I could get the mashed potatoes. What is your starch anime? What's your starch genre? You're only supposed to have isekai. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: you should only have. A limited amount. So straight. But I'm the kind of person who'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have some pasta. Oh, let's get let's get some mashed potatoes right beside that pasta. That'd be perfect. And you know what always goes well with pasta? You know, when you're done your mashed potatoes, when you're done your pasta, you know what you need to wipe up the plate? 
garlic bread. You need garlic. So you got starch after starch after starch. That is the least fulfilling meal. That's what isekai is. Fair. That's what isekai is. But I, I enjoy like a, a good isekai. A good isekai is like garlic mashed potatoes, you know? I don't know. I love garlic mashed potatoes. You can't say no. You can't. You know it's bad for you. But yet you can't say no to a good isekai. But I can say no to isekai. That's why I don't think isekai is my garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah. If you want to break up, if you have the, the, it's not the food pyramid, but like the overall breakup of your dinner plate that is anime, then I think everyone knows what my starch is. My starch is slice of life. And then my protein is probably some kind of... Oh, it's probably an anime movie genre more more than anything else, but it could also just be comedy. Love a good comedy. Hell mm. yeah. But I have and to then, ask you. Uh yeah. rolling it back to to after after school insomnia club, you're currently working on night shifts. You you're swapping days and nights like two, three times a week. Did it <laughs> did this anime hit you? No. Did it call you out at all? I have no problem sleeping. I have the exact opposite problem. All I want to do is sleep. I mean, in in the in the in fairness, in the show, in the show, that's all they want to do either. Like they can't sleep at night, but they just all they want to do is sleep at day. All I want to do is sleep in general. But I wanted like on the topic of the anime itself, I really felt like I'm not a manga reader, but this is probably a decent manga. It's not a great anime, at least not from the first episode. Fair. It's like a, it's 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 average. It's okay. You might enjoy it if you were already a, a fan of the series as the manga, but I don't see a lot going for it. I feel like it's hard to make an anime or a story centered around sleep explicitly. Uh there it's was It's not though. There there it's was not, actually It's a, not about sleep. I know. <laughs> It's about these two lovable goofballs just bonding over shared experiences. That's basically it. That's 100%. Honestly, that's 90% of romance anime. Is it going to be a romance? I wanted to ask. Uh, I thought it was, wasn't it? Is it an assumption that we're making? Because I, I feel like the the story is very obviously heading that way because it's like, oh, it's a it's a boy and a girl and they the two of them share this one thing that no one else seems to really get. And it's like, are they pushing them into a romance? Because I kind of wish they weren't. I think they are. I'm uh, pretty sure they are. I feel like it is basic enough that romance is... Okay, here's the here's my argument. Whether it is a romance anime or not, if it's not, stop put it, stop hinting that it might be. Okay? You don't have to you don't have to do that. You can just be friends and you don't have to there, there can be no inkling of romance. They have done the inkling of romance. That's they have. my problem. They they already so, sort of did cuz when he opens the box and they have that moment. Yeah, or or when they were waiting the police part, the police scene. Uh, yes. Oh, yes, the police scene. Yes. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, like yeah. Th- they've already sort of started hinting at it and I was just a very large part of me wanted it to not be a romantic story about the two of them. I just wanted them to be good friends that's totally fair yeah i get that it is what it is 
and we move on. Yeah. Angela, why don't you tell us about the next show? So the next show, Edomai Elf, or in English, Otaku Elf, is exactly what it sounds like. It is a reverse isekai where an elf was brought into modern-day Japan and then worshipped as a god because she's cute. We're talking about fantasy elves, right? Yes, we're talking yes. about, like, Tolkien-esque elves. We're talking about, like, anime elves. We're talking about ball buddy-like elves. Just very high fantasy elf brought into this world. Yeah, we're not talking about the, the, the short Santa elves. We're talking about the tall, gorgeous elves with long ears. And it turns out she's an absolute neat. Exactly. Total shut-in. Because someone mm-hmm. 400 years ago was like, oh my god, look at her ears, they're long. And so she was so mortified by that, she spent the next 400 years inside. I know that Angelo likes this. I do, it's very cute. He's watched more of it than us, he's actually gone into the series. Whereas I, I, Nancy and I, am, I'm fairly certain we're both on just the single episode yep. experience for this one. Yep. Quite frankly... My opinion of this show is that it's absolutely forgettable. In two to three years, nobody is going to be talking about Edo My Elf. But you know, it fills in a time slot and it's very enjoyable. I think it's cute. Is Edo My Elf your, like, vegetables? Is it your fiber content on your meal plate here? No, this is basically the boba that you uh, order from Skip the Dishes two hours after you finish your meal. And then it tells the driver to just hop off the boat trail exit. Yes. yes. Eat yourself. <laughs> Eat thyself delivery off pleasure. the exit towards thy delivery target. Yeah. Oh. I, Nancy and I basically came to the same conclusion. It is a, th- at least the first episode, is a thinly veiled no. Red Bull ad. It's a, it's a thickly slathered Red Bull ad. I think Red Bull showed up several times in the first episode. It really did. The best part is there are other brands in that show that they had to do like the McDonald's and Canan <laughs> and Somi like like treatment. But Red Bull is legitimately I legitimately full think Red, Red Bull. Bull is the only brand. No, no, no. They yeah. they she no she took a picture using a Canon camera. All right, I saw that for sure. <laughs> That was in uh, Kimiwa Hokago Insomnia, right? Because he was a photographer. Was yeah. He yeah. like grabbed his camera and was like, oh, we can pretend to be photographers if we get in trouble, right? Like that's something people do. I don't think there's any photography in Edo My Elf until about episode eight. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. But and I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's okay, but the dichotomy between the two characters I just kinda don't care for, where you have like this weirdly super mature or sorry. This super old elf who is immature as heck versus your typical like 16 year old kid who just wants to be perceived as more mature. Like that is the whole social interact. Like that's the whole character balance between them. Yes. Just doesn't play that that well for me. I'm just like, all right, I get it. Basically, uh, the story progresses in such a way that. The point of the story is 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 more of a healing thing where it's like, yeah, we're trying to push the cute elf out the door, become more accustomed to life. You, you Hikikomori person, 
you we just like this elf we know that you can leave your bedroom and accomplish things the things that you want you can get the golden gundam frog uh things basically that's what it's about yeah I can see that. I was wondering if that was what they were trying to do. If they were being like, "All right, all the all the neats and hikikomori, you can do it. Look, we made a six hundred year old elf do it. You can too." And I, I really Allegories. wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure if that was the the moral of the story there. But I guess some of that Metaphor. plays into it. A little bit mixed with uh, with uh, demonstrating toxic hobbies. Oh. Like being a hikikomori, or being a gambling addict, or oh. things of that nature. Oh, jeez. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like. You don't want to get into too much past the first episode. Yeah, but I, I, I. Now that you bring it up, like I wonder if, because like the not that hikikomori behavior technically doesn't exist outside of Japan, but it's more of a cultural phenomenon that is recognized in Japan. I wonder if it's classified as like a form of uh, like not necessarily mental illness. I, I don't want to go that far, but more like um, I can't I can't think of the term right now. I literally know the term. Disability? I can't think of it. No, not disability. Um, it is like a form of anxiety. Something for a lot something of like he, like like related to like uh, uh, heteronormative thinking. What am I thinking of? Autism? Uh, neurodivergence? Neurodivergence. That's absolutely the word I was looking for. Thank All right. you, Nancy. I wonder if it's I, w- I wonder if there's like a view on that. I have no idea. We're probably going too deep. <laughs> but I'm I, curious now. I want to I'm going to I'm going to do some research. I'm interested now. Maybe. I just know that it's definitely a huge uh source of anxiety for for some people just going outside and I and being that. around other people. I understand that. Mhm. Sometimes it's nice just to be inside. Yeah. Be away from all the other thing. But the characters in our next show, uh, going outside is kind of dangerous for them. But mm-hmm. staying inside kind of sucks too. Mm-hmm. They they do a whole lot of traveling. So Tengaku Daimakyo is this, in the first episode, is this very mysterious uh, hop between different sets of characters. One of them seemed to be in a post-apocalyptic something because they're wandering from uh town to town and sort of scrounging really they're they're trying to recover any resources they can from homes that have been devastated or left completely uninhabited for many 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 years and then you know you juxtapose that with this group of students who look to be what 13 14 uh, they're all in a school. They all wear like a uniform. It's not a traditional school uniform or anything. But they have these overseers who are managing their curriculum and uh, managing the students' lives. And it's it's two very very different storylines that seem to be going. And they don't they don't spoon feed you anything, right? It's just here here's what's happening in these characters lives right now and that's it and there's a lot that's left uh unspoken so i've actually been watching i've been keeping up with this series because a production ig works on it and b the the trailer had very from the new world vibes for me if i recall right from when we did our preview episode so we watched the first episode and we were really hooked like there was a lot of mystery there's a whole lot of questions that are unanswered um 
And there's a really interesting sort of dynamic between all of the characters that we do get to see. And it just, I don't know, it just sucked me in. Like, I needed to know more. I need to know what's happening. I need to know who these kids are and why do they all seem to have these weirdly premonitory abilities or, like, these crazy athletic abilities. Like, they don't tell you anything and they don't spoon feed you. And I really like that. Dio and I have also been keeping up with this. I think Jay is the only person here who's only given it the one episode test. Yes, I, I spoke to you about this yesterday uh, because we went to dinner and I was like, that one was really good. Like, we were just kind of catching up on, on talking about it. It is probably the best animated thing. It's so good. I will try to actually start like watching it once I have a little bit of free time because I'm like genuinely interested. Um, I feel like a manga would be great. Like I feel like it just has really condensed, strong story. Um, Nancy and I looked it up when we were doing uh, when we were watching it together and uh, found out that it's 13 episodes, which is one of my favorite episode formats. Formats, yeah. Yeah, just, just one love cooler. how condensed the stories uh story is and and it just offers so much in the character writing in the world building it's also just very well paced like every episode following episode one enough things are happening that you feel like there's progression in your understanding of the world but like what are we at right now like episode seven maybe and i still have not all of the answers i'm still like hungering for more and yes they start revealing more and more things to you about what's happening but yeah it's it's really funny because watching episode one again with jay after you know keeping up with the series this this season it was really interesting to pick up on little things in the first episode that one could just brush off as ah that's just that was a funny that was a joke that was just a quirky moment that passed and and now knowing what i do going back and watching that first episode again was like oh they start hinting at a lot of things very very early on oh yeah yeah it feels like it's it's a it's a series if you especially if you really like the world building it's worth watching probably once or like uh, once or twice over uh in the same way that i watched i've watched like some some certain things just have that ability like one for one of the things i like to watch is like pulp fiction uh because i remember the first time i'm like this was really good but there's something else that i'm not like getting so i need to watch this like more times like pulp fiction is probably one of the movies i watch the most just because i enjoy it enough and to watch like how how it tells its story Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I, I, I would think that Tengoku has that, uh, ability to do so, to present its story in a way. Uh, and I think again, if you read the manga, it's probably super worth it. Again, not as a reader of it. I can just see where the value is in doing so. I am the kind of person who, when I really enjoy a show, I like to share it with people by watching with them. And part of it is for my own selfish reasons. One is because I want to see how other people react to the same things I reacted to. So Jay, Mm -hmm. I absolutely do want to watch episode two and three with you because I know what's coming and I had such a visceral reaction to a lot of it. Oh, heck yeah. I would would love to make that time. I think we can... I have some have some sometimes in June where just we do a little evening show because like it it is honestly very captivating to me. There's um 
people always like, oh, like slice of life or comedy or whatever. But I do really like thrillers. Mm-hmm. I like thrillers in across most genres. This is a great thriller, mm-hmm. or at least has the potential to be. Yeah, the only problem with thrillers is that sometimes the buildup is the best part. But the release is the worst part. So I am slightly worried about that. But you could say that about a lot of different media. And at least you don't invest like eight years of watching Game of Thrones or something like that to be let down. I have that same concern about this show for a different reason. Uh, So I am really invested. I want to see what it has to say. Not because of the mystery and not because of the thriller aspect of it explicitly because I am 100% of the opinion this entire show is an allegory or metaphor for being trans. I have no idea what he means by you that. You don't. You no, would not, not yet. yet. And, and I, but you, when you mentioned it, you did mention it to me. I thought it would be interesting. Nancy, like, do you see what he's talking about? Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want Jay to think about anything while he's watching it. I just want him to experience the show and then think about it after. Well, don't worry. I have no brain cells. The problem is, (laughs) any argument that I can make for the show being an allegory for for being trans would be something of a spoiler for episode two or three. I can't remember which Mm, one it is. That's why I'm not going to... Okay. All right. Like, there are some character identities that are very interesting to think about i'd be happy to set up uh you know a little bit more of a, a, a watch group party. watch night yeah. if it's just watch jay's reaction night yeah <laughs> even if it's for you guys and um, so i'm just one really thing... interested in what are they going to say how are they going to finish their statement That's in fair. the last few episodes i want to uh i also want to say um nancy you didn't know the reference that i made when i was watching this I don't know if Angelo's watched it either. Do you do you know about Bird Box? I know of the the Sandra Bullock I know movie of the that movie. was like I five years ago. It. Yeah, but it was basically that whole thing where like you have to be blindfolded. If you if you can see the the monster gets you. That's basically it. There's obviously you you don't at least in this show it doesn't seem like you need to like. Um, you know, uh, cover some of your senses or something like that. But there is just something about the world that seems very familiar between Bird Box and uh, Heavenly Delusions. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm either way. I, I sort like Bird Box was only okay, but I did like the world, and I do like uh, Heavenly Delusions world. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what you think after like episodes two and three because episode one was a very strong hook and then Mm -hmm. two and three just sort of keep propelling it okay yeah that's good to know yeah we will set something up i'd be happy to that's something that i've noticed you and i've noticed the pacing in every every show they set up some kind of crisis they give you some catharsis some kind of time to rest some time to recover and then something new happens, uh, which saying it, it's like, yeah, every story does that. But they <laughs> always have you at the edge of your seat. They give you some breathing room, but only just enough. And you are never bored watching it. Again, hoping. it is the best 
animated anime this season. Interesting. It's so good. I really good. did enjoy it. It's it's very well animated. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, bit off the <laughs> bit off the beaten path here. Complete one eighty. <laughs> Complete one eighty was what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have Kawaii Sugi Crisis or Too Cute Crisis, which is about honestly kind of underwhelmingly stupid alien meets earth animals which is both i don't want to make it sound dumb because out of the things that we nancy and i watched outside of heavenly delusions like between otaku elf and insomniacs we were kind of like this one's okay. <laughs> like this one <laughs> it's not but to be totally clear i and i i apologize i'm speaking uh you know too much for all of us it's probably not something that I would watch more of, but in a first episode treatment, it was totally just fine. It was, <laughs> it was, kind of, it was fun. It reminded me of Azumanga Daio a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, especially with the whole like cat uh, and animal uh, like like idea. The things, the thing that I really that got me that like I didn't like got me. You have you are an alien species that can, I I would assume, stel, uh, travel through interstellar space, and you can't do a scan of what lives on the planet. <laughs> yes. No, she had to visit the actual surface of the Earth to experience the creatures that inhabit the. Yes, psych- but, like, I, I thought I... it was like, but she that that's the first time she saw a cat. I'm like but you didn't know what it looked like before? Like, what if you came onto this planet and it just, we only had, like... They beamed your girl down know, and was like, death hey, wasps. is the food good? And they're like, if you didn't really know before beaming someone down, if it was even safe or not, like, come yeah. on. They yeah. ain't Star Trek. Let's say that. They ain't Star Trek. <laughs> I can't... The other thing is I can't stress how unimportant those expectations of mine are like they have nothing to do with the show like the science part the the, the or i shouldn't even say science like the sci-fi part does not matter <laughs> it's just about the reactions of this alien girl meeting cats and dogs and and hedgehogs and i presume like pandas at some point red pandas that's as right well, she cause... saw a panda on a magazine and was like that can't possibly be real that it's too cute and, and only comes bear. in two colors. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. pandas are very cute. They they really are. But koalas are not that cute. But that's the other thing we Nancy koalas and I are only doing. not cute up close. From afar, koalas are cute as hell. Damn, I'm less cute than a koala. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. What are you talking I'm about? A, I'm a, I'm ugly from afar. <laughs> oh, <no>. Jay. <laughs> Jay, you are opposite of a, of a koala. Anyone who actually got to know a koala would hate them. Who would uh, anyone who it's knew koalas would really just be like, yeah, we should just along with the mosquitoes, these drop bears, just you know, you know, uh, koalas do not have great qualities if you know what koalas koalas are about. But from afar, koalas yeah, from are afar, cute they as hell. Could look cute. As yeah. for, you know, as well as, like, baby koalas, they look kind of cute, I guess. 
I don't know too much about koalas. Cute baby things look cute. Yeah, cute period. baby things look cute. Of course they do. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what to say about this. Um, it's basically I, slapstick I, comedy with cute animals as a vehicle. Yeah, the sla- the, the yeah. cute animals are the joke. That's, that's the premise. Yes. Yeah, and then like... Her reactions are okay, I guess. Um, the side human characters, also okay. Don't really care for anything that's going on. But it's kind of an okay, like, mind bleach. Just, you so, can reset your entire day to just watching probably an episode of it and be like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, You know what I just realized? I think the problem with the first episode of this show is that the trailer was all of the good parts of the show. <laughs> I think oh. that's it. Because all of the good jokes were in yeah. the trailer. Remember remember we all laughed when we saw like the, the animated graphic of like a silhouette of her head and her brain mm-hmm. and then a mm-hmm. cute cat comes in there and just shoves her entire set of brain cells out and then it's just the mm-hmm. cat in her head. And like that was... That was the joke. That was the funniest part of that episode. They gave it all to us in trailer. Yeah, I think I actually think that's what happened. Like, it's not bad. It's just forgettable. It's the kind of anime where you just watch it. You enjoy it. If you had nothing else going on that day, nothing has been lost by watching it. It's the it's the mindless idling mobile game of your video game it is repertoire that you might be playing it is the it pile is, it, of just, peas with butter and just salt and pepper on it where you're not like oh this is my f-. nope nobody's favorite thing is just buttered peas but most but people okay. like it <laughs> yeah yeah like i like buttered peas just fine just it's not my favorite thing in the world also mm-hmm. if we're gonna get this uh dinner uh uh metaphor rolling uh, Heavenly Delusion was absolutely a a nice, juicy, medium rare steak. Yeah. Protein. We'll we'll see if it upgrades to Wagyu steak, but it was definitely a very nice quality steak. It was a it, it appears to be ribeye. Even if they botched the ending, it's like a a, a perfect Costco steak at worst. Yeah, like maybe it is a very, very good steak, but it happened to have a little too much fat on like a corner or something. Like nothing that will probably destroy the show for me. Like that True. is the worst case scenario at this point. It's, it, Heavenly Delusions is really good. I'm this many episodes in and I still love it. Yeah. All right. I think it's time that we jump up to the, the big, big one. one. The one that we je- we kind of have been just sitting on because we... We, we knew the, the first episode was so big, and we watched it ahead of time, so we kind of haven't talked about it for weeks. My god, Oshinoko is just... If you... You've probably heard about it, unless you've been under a rock. Like, uh, the English title is Their Idol's Children. To reiterate the premise, a doctor found out that his favorite idol was pregnant and helped her deliver the children. Except he got murdered and reincarnated as one of the children. If that sounds like a great plot to you, I don't think we can be friends. (laughs) 
But somehow, the first episode, okay, the first episode is 120 minutes. Is that right? No, it's an hour and 20 minutes. An hour and 20 minutes. An hour and 20 minutes. 80 minutes. 80 minutes. It's one colon 20, not 120 minutes. Right. But yeah, it was like a full feature film in there. I mean, it was decent. It like had the, to be that the, long. The, the quality of the animation was fine. The music was fine. The characters were okay. I didn't... I don't know how I love about having to suspend disbelief in terms of there is this sort of slight supernatural magic uh, flair to it because, as Angelo mentioned, um, there's this... I don't even know if it's an actual like Japanese supernatural thing or if it's just made up for this particular plot but basically if you die uh i think the premise is that if you die around the same time as when uh someone is being born then you can reincarnate as that no. child but that doesn't make sense because the the the, the, the twin the doctor died years died ahead of time yeah, that's the other problem. The 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 the, the girl uh, of the twins, who was the doctor's old cancer patient, died when she was like twelve, and then I think this is like three or four years later yeah, or something like that three or four years when ago, mom's yeah. when when mom idol gets uh in, like pregnant and and if you think these are spoilers, kids, like, I don't this all happens in the first twenty minutes. Like, yeah, this is just. No, I don't. I wouldn't say it happens in the first twenty minutes, but it is. It's in the first episode, okay? Yeah. It's if we're spoiling episode. the first episode, well, too freaking bad because I told you we're watching the first episodes, and that's what we're reviewing. What did you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's. It's God. I think when I'm hearing myself say it out loud, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, it sort of only made a little bit sense when I watched it, but it was still at least okay. I okay. had a hell of a lot of fun with the first episode. And the twist of the episode is that this is not an idol anime. No. Yes. Well, that's the thing that we all thought. An idol anime. It is not an idol anime like like uh, Idol Master or Love Live or anything like that was. It's not even an idol anime in the way that Zombieland Saga was. It is <laughs> completely different. It is more of a revenge story. This is closer yes. to the Count of Monte Cristo than it is Love Live. It is a it's a whodunit mystery. Find the killer of my mom. Be, not a spoiler. Just watch the first episode. Except the first episode is more like the first movie. Yes. But yeah, like I, it was you know, fine. Going in it was blind was really nice because you know we were gonna watch it and it was like oh yeah this is just gonna be. A reincarnation story about becoming your favorite idol's new child, sure. Uh, but then that's not what it is at all. That's that's absolutely not what it's about. And I love that it took my expectations and just turned it on its head. Mm-hmm. So, Nancy, have you been keeping up with it? Uh, yes, or what about I have. you, Jay? I have only watched the second episode. Okay. I don't actually know if I'll keep up with it because I don't... There's two things. I don't love the pacing based on the second episode. Man, like, I, I have think a complaint about first, that. I think the first episode gives you almost 
bad expectations about how good the pacing will be. Because I will say, for an 80-minute special first episode, it is fairly well-paced. It could have been bad. It could have been really poorly paced for 80 minutes, and then you'd be like, please get me out of here. The second episode kind of already slows it down. Should have expected it. Still don't like it. And then... I'm pretty sure this is going to be an anime with more than one season. Definitely don't like that. I It almost certainly will be a multi-parter. It'll almost certainly be multi-seasons. And I kind of hope so because there is no way they're wrapping up the mystery in the next four episodes. But, Nancy, were you... Did you feel disrespect... By them having, do you remember the way that the episode that uh, aired the same week as OdaFest ended? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then they did a clip show, the a, a half episode, a recap episode this week, the week at, and I was just like, no, no, you can't just drop that on us and then give us a recap episode. I was watching that episode and I was like, it has to be next week, right now. Interesting. And then they're making it, so I have to wait until the end of this. Like, listener, if you are listening to this uh, uh, episode, this podcast episode as it airs, I am still waiting until tomorrow night to finally get my the, the payoff of what happened before OdaFest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, so I kind of like this yeah. show. <laughs> I like the show. I'm I invested. I don't love clip like like a clip show episode. I really don't. The only reason I'll forgive them is that episode one was basically four episodes at once, yeah. and then we're still getting a full season on top of that. I probably won't. I, I probably won't follow up on it. The out of out of everything that we're we've watched and talked about. Um, Heavenly's Delu- Heavenly Delusion is basically the only thing I can see myself being truly invested in. I mean, um, that's fair because that's one of the best anime of the season. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the best I shows I, 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 I might have seen in a long time. I still think you should watch Oshinoko. I think it is a really good anime. But if you're not vibing with it, then... Eh. Yeah, I mean... There are shows where I watch one episode and then I think, all right, I'm going to upgrade you to the the three-episode try, and then if it really still Mm -hmm. doesn't work out, then, well, whatever. I only wasted three episodes of time on it. And then there are ones where I know I'm going to watch all the way through the season and withhold overall judgment until the very end, despite, you know, whatever might be happening. So I think Oshinoko is one of them. I'm going to watch this all the way to the end of the season and then we're going to see what happens. I will I will think about if things were mispaced afterwards, like when, once the whole season wraps up. I'm already unhappy about a clip show. But then there's um, like Tengoku Daimakyo. I'm going to watch it all the way. I, I just know that, that I will. Like after one episode, it was I'm going to watch the season. It wasn't one episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will wait until the next three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Oshinoko, almost specifically, and I, it's not fair for me to hold it like this. Uh, and I should say that I should 
you shouldn't do that for almost any media. It's not that I'm upset that it's not an idol anime because I don't want to watch an idol anime. Same. But I think with even with the twist and the direction that it's actually going in, I kind of don't like the approach, at least from what I saw in the second episode. I just don't really have... Uh, it, it, it almost doesn't meet my expectations of where I want the story to go, mm-hmm. which, again, is not really fair because you can't force storytellers to just adhere to your expectations. However, yeah. art is subjective. Anime is art. It's also God's greatest mistake, by, as Hayao Miyazaki has noted. Oh. And sometimes I feel like watching anime that... I don't like I, I that I don't really want to vibe with. Yeah. Is my greatest mistake. So I don't really want to force myself to do it. That's fair. How but dare you not watch an anime you don't vibe with? Yeah. Don't you know that you have to watch every single anime that comes out every season? My only other question about Oshinoko would be, does it have good music? Like, is it like a, is music a subgenre of its whole? I mean, the opening is great, but other than that, the, yeah, like it's not an idol show. No. So the opening theme is super catchy AF. Like it's really, really catchy. Very well done. I have not seen any music other than that and like the original song that the uh, Mama Idols idol band would sing. So I haven't. Yeah, that's that's really it. It's like, not a music. Carol and Tuesday. Carol and Tuesday had songs like interspersed every yeah. through every mm-hmm, few episodes. Mm-hmm. They they did a new song. There's like no. Even Pari Pikome, even your boy Kong Ming had more music than. Uh, oh my god! Than, your boy uh, Kong Ming uh, was such Oshinoko. a ride. Your boy Kong Ming was great. It was so funny. <laughs> Every now and then, I'll see I'll see a cosplayer from it, and I'll be just like, "Yeah, you yeah. have good taste in anime. Let's go." Uh, good. The opening the opening theme for your boy Kong Ming was very like DDR reminiscent. It's a cover of a Hungarian pop song. Damn. I like that. It, it, That's cool. It was great. I just, I think that would be the la- like that would be the one thing that would have potentially drew me in is if there was, I'm not saying like it needs to have amazing, amazing music, but if it had a little bit of title music, even though I understand that the pro tag, even though they're twins, the pro tag seems to be the male because he's yes. most invested. He's most invested because you know why you know everything happens in the first uh, in the first episode and everything like that like he has he takes the lead his sister even though is the twin is a secondary lead i would yeah. i would assume so basically the character motivation he's an actor not a not a singer yeah. mc is here for revenge like i said it was mm-hmm. it's a revenge story whereas for the long game the character's sister uh, they're basically living the life that they didn't get to live the first time around. Yeah. That's really the character motivations of those two. That's that's everything about those two characters. 
Because you got to think about it. He he died. Uh, he was murdered as a fully fledged adult with like a professional career and, you know, years of professional schooling after, like under his belt. Right. He was a yeah. doctor. She died as a what? Like 13 year old. An early teenager. Basically a child. So the they have already surpassed the, like for her, she has passed the year of experience with which she was capped previously. So she's not bringing anything like adult-like in mentality to the game. He is. That's true. I don't know. It might have, like, I might watch it later, but it's definitely not something that I need to be drawn into right now. There's only, there's... Just Heavenly Delusion. That's the only thing I need. You might appreciate Oshinoko more when you can binge it. Yeah, I agree. Because me waiting two weeks now for the follow-up of that bombshell they dropped in the pre- Oh! Ooh! Mm. <laughs> I'm sure you and everyone else waiting on that feels the same way. God. <laughs> How dare they do that to me? The audacity. Uh, hey, I know that. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for next episode, so I think all of our listeners should too. Have you? you? <laughs> I wanted to say viewers. Most people are listening. It's true. People are just staring at the waveform. <laughs> <laughs> or just watching watching the mesmerizing podcast uh, tape. tape. The, yeah, the tape yeah. graphic. Yeah. Well, that's another one. Next one's the last one, so we'll see you there. Bye. Take care. Fare thee well. Bye.